You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, it's Bernadette Jansen, and welcome back to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to create an income and a life they love through renovating. So today's topic is one that I am very fond of. We're going to be talking about why Airbnb has been a game changer for renovators. And before I get into it, what I want to do is tell you the story of my first Airbnb listing. So it was early in the Airbnb history, about four or five years ago, when we decided to find the cheapest property that we could to renovate to see if we can make a profit from it. And so I um, eventually found a studio in Surrey Hills, a small Art Deco studio, and purchased that for $356,720. And project was quite challenging. It was an old building with all renos, things go wrong. And I was quite keen to extract as much profit as I could from the project. So once we transformed it into a beautiful swan, it was on the market and about to go to auction. So we decided to give Airbnb a go. So the weekend before the auction, I sat down at the computer and using the real estate photos, I listed it on Airbnb. So at that stage, I was totally inexperienced with using the platform. So I had no idea really what I was doing, but I managed to get it up. And to my surprise, within 24 hours, it was fully booked to the tune of $850 a week. And this is for a 28 square meter studio. I was absolutely gobsmacked. I thought, this is amazing. And it's so easy. I now know that having it fill so quickly is not ideal because it means that the pricing is not right, but it was fine for that scenario. And at the time, that apartment owed us just on 400000 And if it had have been listed on the long-term market, it would have returned around four fifty a week. So it was getting almost double that. And that's when I twigged that actually this new Airbnb thing is going to be a game changer for us. And so as time has gone on, I have listed, like I've had up to seven or eight properties on the platform at one time. I've really given it a workout and I also created a training mainly because it was just such a huge benefit to our students. I wanted them to be good at being hosts so that they could extract the most return from the platform that they could. And so along the way, I've discovered that it solves quite a few renovating problems. And so I'm going to talk about those for a start. And then I'm going to give you some fast fire tips and facts about Airbnb to help you if you are considering the platform. So the first and most obvious thing about listing your project on Airbnb is that it will stem the flow of cash out the door in the down periods in your project. So in the beginning, we usually aim to get the planning done during the settlement period and then to be ready to start the project as soon as we start paying interest. However, it doesn't always work out like that. You know, it takes time to resolve the plan and to get it right. And sometimes you have to get approvals. So being able to list the property on short-term rental 
covers those costs while you are getting your act together. It also fills the gap at the other end. So the settlement period, you know, with the sale and settlement period, it can, at the end of a project, it can amount to three months. And so that's a long, a lot of money to be covering. So being able to list it on Airbnb really helps to, you know, stem that hemorrhaging of cash. And the other great thing about it is you still have access to the property. So if, if you need to be doing inspections, you can time your guests, you can block out days. So it's quite flexible. It also means that, you know, if you want to get, get quotes done in the beginning of the project or anything like that, then you're able to get access to do that. So the second problem it solves, it is in most cases, it enables us to renovate apartments quite smoothly. So the difficulty with renovating units and apartments is that you need to have the owner's corporation's approval to do anything other than painting really. And sometimes that can take some time. So it's sort of been a risk factor with uh, those sorts of projects. And of course, some apartment buildings won't allow Airbnb. So part of the due diligence process is to check whether they do or don't I actually wouldn't buy a property that doesn't allow Airbnb because I just see it as such a huge negative. So the next thing is, I think it's a much better plan B than the, we used to, our plan B used to be the property market's quite fickle, it goes up and down. You know, if you happen to hit at a bad time, you don't want to be, you know, selling at a loss or anything like that just because, you know, the market's having a bit of a hissy fit. And in the past, the option was to rent the property out. And that has two drawbacks. The first one being you have no control over the property, so you don't know what a tenant's doing in there. You will vet them as well as you can. But I always think, I don't want to put a tenant in my lovely new renovated property because I don't want to take the edge off it. And the other thing is that the returns are really low. Even if it is really beautiful, you're not going to return enough money to cover your costs. However, on the other hand, short-term rental or Airbnb is the exact opposite. So, you know, most of the people that are staying in your property are staying, they're visiting, they're on business. It's not like they're living their life there. So they tend to be a lot gentler on the building or on the walls and so on. You get access several times a week so you can see what's going on in there. It's clean several times a week so it's kept in really good condition and also you're getting extraordinary returns and that is the best part so just recently we've completed a project and we have it's hit at a time when the sydney market is abysmal and so we're able to list that and on the short term market and instead of getting you know 900 to 1000 dollars a week we're getting between 170 and 250 dollars a night so that it more than covers the costs of holding it. So it's only been listed for two weeks, but we haven't had an empty night yet. So, you know, like building your skills is definitely worth the effort because it's such a great safety net. The other application for it is in actually building a substantial income. You don't necessarily have to own property to make an income from Airbnb. You can rent properties to list on Airbnb and I've certainly done that and so have quite a few of my students. And the reality is it's not very hard to make a decent six-figure income 
as an Airbnb host. It does require some money to set up, but not an extraordinary amount. And what you can do is, you know, set one up and then once it's paid back its costs, set the next one up and just keep going on like that. You do need to have approval from the landlord to do it. And there are ways of going about that to increase your likelihood of success. Oh, sorry, I should have mentioned, I do have one student in particular who decided to turn lemons into lemonade in the Brisbane market. You would know that there are, there's quite a glut of new apartments in the Brisbane CBD. So she has now got 18 properties, which she's rented in one building. So it makes it much easier to manage and she is generating close enough to a half a million dollars in cash flow. So not everyone's that ambitious, but, you know, even just one or two listings can really transform your life. So I'm hoping you're getting some sort of idea of why I think Airbnb is such an amazing platform. The next thing I should do is just get into some of the tips. And I guess that's a good segue because before you start going out and renting or, you know, thinking about listing a property on Airbnb, if it's a project that you've bought that you're not going to do any research, you're just going to whack it up and get the most return you can. However, if you are planning to list the property specifically for Airbnb in long term, you need to do some research and you need to research the potential. Now, thankfully, there are quite a few ways of doing that these days because there's lots of data around. But, you know, a few years ago, I had a, well, I just bought a development site out the west of Sydney. And there was, at that time, there were no other listings in the suburb. It's the suburb of Oxley Park. And so what I, my husband, Stephen, thought I had rocks in my head. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a go because we're going to get a terrible like $400 a week rent for this property and we wanted to be able to keep it for quite a while because we weren't ready to develop and we still haven't developed that and so I decided to put up a blind ad so I used the photos of the house and I put up an ad or a listing on Airbnb to check the demand and so I started to get fairly steady stream of inquiries so it sort of reassured me that there was enough potential there to go ahead with it and to this day we do use data but I still do that for every listing to make sure that there is enough demand for the property. So the next thing I need to share with you is that the the short-term rental market or the Airbnb in particularly in some areas has become quite saturated now. And, you know, certainly in Surrey Hills, you know, Bondi, St Kilda in Melbourne, there are some areas that are really saturated. It's not to say that you can't make really good money from those listings. And we certainly do. We don't shy away from them. But it requires much better hosting and marketing skills. So you really need to have your wits about you and you need to have some skills. Whereas before, you know, in the days when I just put a listing up and it filled in 24 hours, it's not the same now. Another benefit that I almost forgot, another thing that we use Airbnb for is, but if you put that property on Airbnb before you start the project, or even after you finish, you can use those figures to help sell the property. I have actually done that a couple of times. So you can demonstrate to potential buyers 
that this property has incredible potential. And in actual fact, that first little apartment that I spoke about at the beginning of this episode, that's exactly what we did. And the couple that bought it for that reason to list on Airbnb. So it's another selling tool. So the next fact is that every property has a market. I'm yet to find one that doesn't. And they don't all have to look like they're straight out of vogue. But every property has a market, but it'll be at a price. So obviously, the better the quality of the property and the better the area, the better the price. But just to give you an example, I had a unit that belonged to my mother that I was planning to sell and I didn't want to put a tenant in it, but there was a period of time when it was vacant. So it was in a place called Rochester, which is in central Victoria. It's got a population of 2,000, had a couple of Airbnb listings. The rental return on the unit was $220 a week. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it a go and see how it goes. So it went gangbusters. I was getting $700 a week for that two-bedroom unit. So it's just, it's amazing. So some remote areas, not all, but some remote areas do really, really well. Um, so the next point I want to make is outsourcing is key, particularly the cleaning. So I know, you know, as nurturers and homemakers, we tend to, well, I shouldn't say we because I can't stand cleaning, but a lot of the women I work with, the cleaning is their domain. However, when you list a property on Airbnb, if you want to get, get it ranking quickly, you need to list it with allowing one night stays. But I can tell you a week of cleaning every day and it will finish you for life. So the guest pays the cleaning. So I strongly recommend that you don't clean yourself. You get a cleaner and you can use a cleaning company. But what I prefer to do is um, train my own cleaners. So I have some control over how the property is presented. And I also am able to manage my costs. So I'm not paying any on costs. I also outsource the communication. So back there five years ago, when I first started down this path, I had a virtual assistant in my building. She's based in the Philippines. And so she and I developed a communication system, basically emails, um, which she manages. And to this day, she's still doing that. And so because the other thing you'll find if you've got properties on short-term rental is that your phone will ping with messages from guests day in, day out. And I found that that did my head in. And so that's what Judy manages. And so really, I just have to get involved if there's a problem, which fortunately is not too often. So the next point I want to make is that 1% of the hosts make, this is a slightly, this is a, a, a statistic that was published in 2016, but I'm pretty sure it's still relevant today. And it's that 1% of the hosts make 19% of the income. And some of that is due to having multiple listings, but the majority of it, I think it's 64%, is due to really excellent hosting and marketing skills. So if you are thinking about making Airbnb an income stream for you, then it's definitely worth building your skills around that area. So once you get established, well, actually, let's talk about getting established. So the main thing that you need to do when you're new to the platform is to get to super host status. So it's always easiest to get the first time. If you lose it, it's not so easy to get back. However, if you get super host status, it will significantly increase your income. 
and so what we recommend that you do is stay on Airbnb only until you get to that point so you consolidate all your bookings in Airbnb until you get to that point once you get to superhost status then you can start branching out to increase your income start increasing your income and if you have a vacancy rate to decrease that so list the property on other sites so we find that around 30% of our bookings come from booking.com but in saying that you need to be careful because booking.com is nowhere near as good as Airbnb in terms of security and communication and money management and so you need to certainly have your wits about you if you decide to go down that path and then the next thing I want to talk about is the guests from hell so this is the last point I'm going to make now a lot of people worry about having guests from hell you know the Airbnb parties and the like and what I want to tell you is that you're way more likely to get those sort of guests from booking.com because it doesn't have the same security checks than Airbnb and that if you you have a an adequate screening process and communication process with your guests and you manage your property well you are that is extremely unlikely I can honestly say I've only ever had one slightly problematic situation and that was actually through booking.com okay so that's it for today but if you would like to know more about short-term rental and Airbnb we run a free training called a crash course in Airbnb and you'll find a link to that in your show notes and you can go and register for that webinar see you next week to discover how to harness the power of renovating check out the school of renovating.com